Those who are in Christ Jesus, those who are chasing Jesus Christ, who are being led by the Holy Spirit, there is no condemnation uh, to us. You know, we are not condemned. Uh, we are forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Life is Jesus Christ with Sean Paul. Make sure you subscribe to stay connected. We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be continuing our message here on developing intimacy with God. There's a lot of parts and nuances of this message, and we've been talking about holiness. This is part 28 of this message series. Uh, we might get to part 50 by the time it's done, but as I've said before, and I'll say again, this is bringing a lot of change to my life. It's a lesson that's actually blessing my life. I actually studied it and wrote it myself, but again, it's actually transforming my life, so I believe it's going to do the same for you as well. Uh, like I said, we've been talking about holiness uh, in this part series, so to speak. And uh, in the components of holiness, I've been talking about there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we left off on that uh, before we uh, ended last time. And I believe we're going to end uh, holiness today. So let's just go ahead and continue on in where we left off. You know, we've been talking about, like I said, in condemnation. And, you know, I am sharing and teaching that those who are in Christ Jesus, those that who are chasing Jesus Christ, who are being led by the Holy Spirit, there is no condemnation uh, to us. You know, we are not condemned. Uh, we are forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Will the Holy Spirit deal with sin in our life? Absolutely. You know, the Bible speaks that we are to be holy as God is holy. You know, I teach and minister that, you know, righteousness is Jesus's part. His shed blood and our acceptance of him by faith uh, has made us righteous, okay? But holiness, you know, yes, we are set apart once we give our lives to Jesus Christ, but we are to remain holy. We are to walk in holiness, and that is our part. That's what we are to be doing as believers in Christ Jesus. And again, like I said, uh, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And, you know, I'm in the opening, I'm talking about how uh, many people have this propensity when they do mess up, when they do fail God, uh, they run from God. But see, that's not what we need to be doing. You know, we need to run to God. And that's always been my policy. You know, I, I'm i not patting myself on the back, but I'm just like, as a believer, it's just like I've always understood the love that God had for me. You know, I've always understood this, that it's just a better policy to run to God instead of running from Him. And, you know, I shared with last time, I'll share again, with my children, I've always taught them that it's better to come to me and run to me as a father and just, you know, say, Dad, I messed up. This is what I did. You know, I, I understand why I did it, that I should not have done it, and I'm going to fix it uh, for next time. Now, bear in mind, again, you know, I don't want to see my children go through the repetitive cycle. And sometimes that we do with God, you know, we mess up and we ask for forgiveness. We mess up again. But I'm just saying that, you know, with my children, it was like always water in the bridge. And for those that might be listening in a different culture, you might be like, what is water under the bridge? Well, if you look at water under a bridge, it flows, it goes by, you know, and, and it passes by, so to speak. So the failure passes by. Just, you know, just admit 
the wrong mitt, how you got there, uh, and, and, and just come up with a solution to how you're going to get it right. So like I said, with my daughters, it's just always been that, hey, just admit that you're wrong, uh, say you're sorry, and then just get it right and just fix it. And so I just believe it's always kind of like that with my Father God as well. And uh, so my policy is I run to God, I repent, I deal with it in my heart, I make the changes, and I move on. And I've always seen that work in our relationship. I've always seen uh, how God just always continues to show me his love. And, you know, I've talked about this last time. I'll say this again. We just need to be sensitive uh, you know, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know, that we're not going to allow callous to rise up in our heart and be callous to him prompting us and saying, hey, you need to get this right. You need to get this fixed in your life. This is going to lead you down the wrong path, the wrong road in your life. It's going to lead to failure, you know, whatever it may be, you know, so we as sin, we as believers in Christ are not going to be judged as sinners, so to speak. I mean, you know, again, I've talked about before and I'll talk again. We are saints. We are not sinners. Do we sin? Yes, we have sinned. But I live as a saint. I seek to live as a saint. I don't seek to live as a sinner. A lot of people use, uh, you know, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. They use that as an excuse to live a life of sin. But you know, we are not to live a life of sin. We are to live a life free from sin because that's what Jesus did for us. He gave us that freedom to live free from sin. Amen. So we are delivered from the condemnation of death and hell because we have given our lives to Jesus Christ. We have eternal life through Jesus Christ because we accept him by faith and we make him the Lord of our lives. He's our king. Amen. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So because of us, making him the Lord of our lives and his shed blood, making us righteous uh, uh, through Jesus Christ. We have been made righteous. God does not see uh, uh, the sin in our lives, but at the same time, we need to be free from sin. We need to walk free from sin. I mean, you can't live a sinful life as a believer in Christ Jesus. It's impossible. I mean, so we, uh, we will still have to answer to the Lord on the day of judgment but as believers, our judgment that we're going to receive is, is you know, what did we do in our lives for Christ? You know, to uh, the believer is to be judged for his faithfulness to Christ. He will be judged for how responsible he is with the spiritual gifts that he's been given uh, to, to fulfill the mandate that he has on his life. You know, are you fulfilling the plan of God for your life? You know, it's kind of like the the uh, parable of the talents. You know, the the, uh, uh, the 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 master gave one talent, and then he gave two talents, and he gave five talents. And the one with the two and the five doubled theirs, but the one uh, the one that received one talent buried their talent. So see, he was judged for that that he did nothing uh, with the talent that he was given. So see, we as believers in Christ Jesus. We are going to be judged upon our spiritual gifts and what did we do with those spiritual gifts. Amen. So, you know, how diligently are we serving God? How diligently are we working for the Lord? See, that's what we're going to be judged upon. See, like I said, the, the blood of Jesus Christ uh, has been shed uh, to wash our sins away. Amen. So verse two says, uh, and because you belong to him. So see, as as believers in Christ, we have been bought with his blood, his shed blood. We are his. I am 
uh, Jesus Christ has bought me. He's bought my salvation. He paid for my salvation. Amen. So the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Prior to Christ, we belonged to the kingdom of darkness. We were under the law of sin and death. We have been free through Jesus Christ. Amen. So freedom that we didn't have while we were in bondage prior to Christ. Now we can say no to sin. Amen. We don't have to live in sin. We are free from sin. So see again, this is, and I don't mean to harp on this. I don't mean to dwell on this, but it's so important that we understand that, that we can walk free from sin. And, you know, a lot of people, and there's a lot of teaching today uh, in the grace message where it gives people the propensity or they feel like they can sin and live a life any way they wish and they can still uh, um, walk in Christ. I'm not, I, I don't want to sit here and debate about losing our salvation. Do I believe that we can lose our salvation? Absolutely. And, you know, there will be people that will debate me on that. But I believe it's extremely difficult to lose your salvation. But at the same time, you need to be aware that you can lose your salvation. You know, it says in the Bible, without being holy, you cannot see the face of God. I see believers in Christ living a life that is opposite of holiness. Amen. So see, to me, it's very concerning. You know, there's uh, uh, where Jesus talked about how the servants came and said, well, we did this in your name. Well, we did this in your name and we did this in your name. And he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. So see, that's very concerning. And he said, I never knew you. Now, see, again, we could debate on who those people are, but those are people that said, we did this in your name. We cast out devils in your name. We did this in your name. And Jesus said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So see, I don't want to be even remotely close to Jesus saying, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. So see, to me, I would rather ear on the right side than on the left side. You know, I always say, let's stay in the middle of the road, but I would rather ear a little bit on the right side of living a life of holiness more so than, than maybe, you know, the Bible permits or the Bible suggests, so to speak. And, and, and instead of living on the edge, so to speak, and, and living to see how much I can get away with, if that makes sense. So see, it's just very concerning how a lot of believers in Christ, they listen to the sloppy grace messages where, where you know, you're forgiven your past, present, and future sins. And they say, well, I'm just already forgiven. They don't feel like they have to deal with sin in their life. They, they feel like, you know, they can go ahead and sin and live any way they wish and want. And they're still covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, again, I just think it's a very dangerous ground to be on. It's a dangerous ground to live on when especially the Bible says, be ye holy as I am holy. You know, without being holy, you will not see the face of God. That's very concerning, very concerning uh, to, to, feel, to see believers in Christ live any way that they wish. And then they think, hey, you know, I, I, I'm cool with God. But at the same time, they're living a very sloppy life in Christ. You know, I don't want to dwell on that, but I just kind of want to touch on that. 
and it just encourage people to ensure that they're dealing with any sin in their life and getting free from it and walking away from it and living a life that God would expect them to and be pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. So we have uh, been freed through Christ Jesus, freedom that we didn't have while in bondage prior to Christ. We, we no longer have to sin. We can say no. You know, two verses I pray continually in my life that keeps my mind in the right direction. And I think that's really the, the critical component here. What are you doing to keep your mind in the right direction in your life? And see, you know, that's where the battle lies. That's where the battle lies that I see in my life is that the devil will always try to lead you into a life of sin. He will always try to lead you into a life where you are being defeated and, and, and it all starts in the mind. And so see, to me, I've learned long ago is that I need to manage my thought life. And when I manage my thought life, that's where I am winning the battle. That's where I am defeating the, 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 the methods and the schemes and plans that the devil is trying to defeat me. So if I can manage my thought life, then see what will happen is I'm going to start managing what I'm thinking about, what I'm looking at, what I'm saying, what I'm permitting myself to do. See, then I can start seeing myself living a life, being free from sin that used to have me in bondage, now no longer has me in bondage. I can see myself living a life to where I am walking in the holiness that God would expect me uh, to live in. And again, I want to be very careful, and I've taught this in other messages um, maybe you have not listened to my other messages, but see, I, I don't want to encourage you to live this life of legalism. You know, the do's and don'ts. Is there do's and don'ts in God? Yes. You can clearly see the word of God and you can see, clearly read that there are do's and don'ts. But see, to me, it, 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 are you obsessive about the do's and don'ts or are you in tr are you trusting the Lord through the empowerment of the grace of the living God, the Holy Spirit, empowering you to live the life of the do's and don'ts, to where you have a heart, to where you want to live the do's, and you want to be a free, free from the don'ts? I don't obsess over the don'ts. I don't think about the don'ts. I know what the don'ts are, and because I know what they are, and because I have a heart and a passion to please God, guess what? I don't even want to go there. So see, it's not something that I'm even drawn to anymore as a believer in Christ. Now, I don't want to sit here and say that, oh, Sean says he's been perfect all 33 years of his life. Absolutely, 100% not. I have not been a perfect believer. And still to this day, there's things that I have to deal with in my life right now at this very moment. But I can say that as time goes by, I, I see myself walking in more freedom in Christ than I ever have before. Why? Because I believe that God is God is just drawing and molding and shaping in who I am over time because he's giving me that power. He's giving me that desire in my heart. So let's go ahead and read two of my most favorite scriptures in the word of God. Proverbs 16, 3. It says, commit thy works unto the Lord. This is King James Version. I think it's very important to read it in this, this version. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. See, I said earlier, and I'll say again, that, that, that the devil defeats us through our thought life. That's how he wins the battle, is he defeats us by by manipulate the way that we think. And if he can manipulate the way we think, 
he can draw us into his schemes and plans. So see, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So see, I go to God on a consistent, constant basis saying, God, I want my life to be in your hands. I want to turn my life over to you. I want to live a life that is pleasing unto you. I want to give my whole entire life unto you. You can have it all. So see, guess what? The Bible says it will. he will establish my thoughts. So see, I will have a mind of Christ. God will help me manage my thought life. God will help me push out thoughts that are not holy. He will help me push out thoughts that are defeating. He will help me push out thoughts that are negative. He will help me keep my mind on him and the things that are pleasing unto him. Amen. So see, it's a very powerful scripture to, to speak over your life, to confess over your life. Amen. So let's go ahead and look at the next one. It says Philippians 2.13. It says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. This is the NLT version, the New Living Translation. Very important to read it in that because, again, it clearly helps you see. Again, God is giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I say on a continual, constant basis, Lord, I want to please you. So see, this is my heart. My heart is saying, I want to please you, God. I don't want my way. I want your way. I want to live my life your way. So see, when I do that and I have this heart to do it, guess what? God will give me the desire and the power to do it. Ah, man, how powerful is that? So see, it's God's grace. See, God's grace is not... Uh, for us to take him for granted and live this sloppy, sinful, disgusting life. Yes, I said it, disgusting. Sorry if you feel judged that I judged you because I'm not trying to judge you. I'm trying to encourage you to come out of that mess and live this life that God wants you to live. So see, again, it says right here that God will give you the desire, the power to do it. It's not about you. See, I live that sloppy messy, disgusting life and raising my hand saying, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in Christ. I knew I was living a wrong lifestyle. I knew I was living a life that was not pleasing unto God. See, I knew it. And then I found this scripture. See, I was always trying to fix myself. I was always trying to uh, figure out how to live a a more of a more of a, a, a victorious life in Christ, and it wasn't working. I was forever being defeated at all times, and finally, I found this scripture. I realized it's the power of God's grace empowering me to live for Him and to do what pleased Him. And once I found that, everything changed my whole entire life. So again, you can't control your thought life. You will see yourself going down roads that you have no business going down. You'll chase your tail like a dog going around and around and around and around. You will possibly see yourself struggling with sin. I, I, as I pray these verses, I see God controlling my thought life. You know, people might say, oh, you're just, you know, a robot for God. Well, you know what? I don't care what they think. I want to live my life pleasing God. I want to go to heaven and Jesus say, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. You know, see, it's like to me, 
Yes, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I want to live this life in such a way that I please God. I go before Jesus. Jesus looks at the scroll or whatever he looks at, and he says, huh, hmm, huh. And I, you know, many people could be anticipating him to say a lot of things like, you did this, and you did this, and you screwed up here, and you messed up here. I just want him to go, hmm, um, thou good and faithful servant, and enjoy, enjoy what I prepared for you. That's what I want to hear. And see, we can have that. So see, to me, it's just going to God and saying, God, I want to have the right heart. I want to live right for you. I want to do what's right for you. You know, I feel like sometimes I'm messing up. So I want to have the power, the desire to be free from all those areas and that mess in my life. Amen. So see, when I, uh, uh, you know, basically also I gain a greater focus of where I am to go in my life. So see, God helps me keep the right focus in my life. Amen. And then it goes on and says, when I don't, I see myself thinking thoughts that are not beneficial. So see, to me, it's just a continual prayer that I make in my life because I want to be free uh, uh, from from this in my life. Amen. So let's go ahead and uh, continue on. It says, uh, this is not for a free for all. You know, I'm going to just touch on this a little bit more. Uh, Romans 615 you know, well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we can go on sinning? And again, this is going to those sloppy grace message people. Of course not, Paul says. Of course not, you cannot continue living in sin. You cannot continue living in sin. And again, want to reiterate, do we mess up? I want to reiterate, do we make mistakes? Yes, but again, are you chasing after that type of life? Are you uh, giving it a pass? Are you saying it's okay? You've got a problem. I'm sorry. But if your heart says, God, I want to be free from this. Forgive me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. Be free from this. Amen. So it goes on to 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16. It says, but now you must be holy in everything you do. That's what the word says, not what Sean says. That's what the word of God says. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. A genuine believer is a person who does not walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. They are not looking to sin, but uh, and also to be in sin. They're looking to be free from sin. They want to not sin. They they don't want to have sin in their lives. That's what a believer in Christ Jesus is. Amen. So Romans 8, 5 says, For those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. Amen. You know, again, I you know, there's two ways you could take this message. You know, probably more than that. But, you know, some people are going to say, you know what? I don't like this guy. I'm shutting it off because he's talking about things that I'm doing in my life. And, and you know, I just want to make excuses for it. And I want to live any way that I want. I say to those people, I'm sorry. You don't have that permission in the word of God. You don't have that right to in the word of God. God's word is encouraging you to be set apart. Step away from a life of sin, step away from the world, uh, the, the the world's viewpoint. The Bible says that we must renew our minds. We must transform our minds and think like Christ Jesus. We must have the mind 
of Christ. Amen. So, you know, again, if you're saying you don't like this message because I'm stepping on your toes, I apologize. But I must preach the Word of God. The Word of God is clear. Amen. And then also those that would embrace this and saying, you know what? You're right, Sean. I need to make some changes in my life. I need to fix some errors in my life. I want my mind to be renewed. I want to be walking right in the Lord. Thank you for this message. And for those that think like that and speak like that, I believe that you are on your way in living right in God. Amen. So see, to me, I just want to encourage everybody right now to say, Lord, help me live this life that you expect me. I can't do it on my own. I have to be free from this. I know you want me to be free from this. And I know that you're saying in the word that I can be free from this. So I believe that I can and I will be. And I am walking free from this right now. That's yours. You can pray that and God will help you. Amen. So before we wrap this up, I just want to just share this. This is a really great analogy. This will help you really look at holiness and really what is holiness in your life. Amen. And so this is an analogy and uh, I believe this is going to just bring greater clarity to you. So thinking of it this way, a ballerina. So again, what is holiness? What is the difference between holiness and righteousness? Amen. So a ballerina who dances for the New York City Ballet has been declared good enough to be a part of that company. Okay, so New York City Ballet, I assume you have to be the best of the best of the best. Amen. So from a young age, she has set herself apart to that purpose. Amen. To honing her skills, she continues to practice and improve as she dances. Amen. So in this analogy, the righteousness is the ballerina's position in the ballet company. So the ballet company has given her permission to be a part of that ballet company in New York City. So that's the righteousness. Amen. So she has been given that position. Her talents have been approved. She belongs to the company, but the holiness is the ballerina's dedication and the devotion to her art. Everything in her life, what she eats, whom she knows, how she spends her time and money uh, bows to this purpose. Amen. So see, we as believers in Christ Jesus, we have been accepted uh, into the kingdom of God because we accept him by faith. And an interesting note is that faith is not yours. That faith has been given to you upon hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You heard it. God gave you a deposit of faith. You made him Lord of your life. You accepted him as the Lord of your life. So, so we have been accepted through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have been made righteous through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So again, the ballerina's faith in the New York City Ballet has been accepted into uh, the New York City Ballet. Amen. So again, we have been, we have accepted Jesus Christ. We accepted his shed blood. We have accepted him going to the cross. We, we have made him the Lord in our lives. We have surrendered our life to him. Okay, so we've been made righteous. We've been set apart but we must continue to walk in holiness. Again, the ball, ballerina, 
Just as they honed her, she's honed her skills. She's managing what she's eating. She's managing who she hangs around with. She's managing uh, how she spends her time and money. Amen. So she bows to the purpose of ballet in her life. So see, we continue to walk in holiness. This is accomplished through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We must be dedicated to moral excellence, just as a ballerina being dedicated to her craft, to her work. We must avoid sin, just as she needs to avoid things in her life. Or he, you can, I guess you can be a ballerina. I think it's called ballerina as a man. But you must avoid sin, you know, uh, so they must avoid things in their life. They must avoid eating uh, foods that's not going to be healthy for them. They must avoid uh, laziness. They must avoid, uh, you know, doing certain things and taking them away from being, uh, you know, time of practice and so forth. And we must partake in the things of God. We must not give room or foothold to the devil. So see again, you know, her stepping in to the New York uh, City Ballet, she's been set apart. I mean, so just as we step in to a life of Christ, we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we have been set apart, but we need to continually stay set apart. We must do the things that will continually keep us set apart. We must live a life of holiness in God. So hopefully this analogy help you kind of understand the differences between righteousness and holiness. Again, righteousness is what Jesus do. Holiness is what we do. Amen. So let me just close this with, uh, with Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the uh, highest heavens. Peace on earth to those whom God is pleased with. So see, to me, living a life in holiness is something that pleases God. God. Amen. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just praise you and thank you for all those, those that are listening. You help them live a life of holiness by empowering them through your grace, through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And then finally, let's pray for all those to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. It's a simple prayer. Jesus, I know that you went to the cross, shed your blood, went to the grave, and rose three days later for my salvation. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I surrender my life to you. I make you the king, the Lord of my life. And I ask you to accept me into your kingdom. And he has, he will. And thank you for the etern uh, for eternal salvation. I am now a believer in Christ Jesus. Help me find a church to be dis uh, discipled in and for me to give my life to and to serve to expand your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure you stay tuned. We have so much more. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.